0: Hey everyone, it's Raghu back with Mind Rolling and a wonderful artist that's part of our fantastic Land Music Series, Mikey Poker. Welcome, Mikey.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me, Raghu. Uh, how are you doing today?
0: We're doing good. We're doing good because we have my old sidekick here as well, Shiva Baum. Welcome, Shiva. Wow, what a... Beautiful full circle here. Thank you for having me, Raghu. Mikey, great to see you. So uh, for those of you, I mean, many of you may know Shiva by virtue of his association with uh, Fest for many, many, many years and in the satsang in the LA area. And uh, But I guess a lot of you do not know that Shiva worked with me when I had the Triloka label many, many years ago till about the mid-2000s. And, uh, and basically did a bunch of A&R stuff and promotion and, uh, turned me on to Mikey. So there you go. We're just doing the same thing, Shiva, like many years later, right? It's true. We worked very, very closely together
2: for so many years on so many extraordinary projects. And, uh, you are one of the greatest mentors in my life, Raghu, and taught me so much, Continue to teach me, and so much of the wisdom that I'm able to share with artists like Mikey, uh, you are deeply responsible and and connected to that still to this day. So thank you.
0: I'm such a great teacher. I couldn't teach you how to get original sound on Zoom. I mean, look...
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we—I think I might have it on already. Just, yeah, maybe uh, you do. able maybe to verify do. Yeah. it yet? But yeah, yeah, yeah we can't—we yeah. can't win them all, as the saying goes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Mikey, can you just give us a little bit because I always like to share with uh, the listeners uh, a bit of you know where you come from and how did what dawned on you that you know, Mikey is a, a singer-songwriter that covers a lot of different territory. But uh, one central thing, uh, of course, and which endeared us uh, for him being part of the Ramdas Soul Land series, because that's what it's all about, which is really music that has a connectivity to consciousness and to conscious living and to a balance and on the spiritual path, as well as enter you know just music. It's entertaining. It's something that takes us out of our um, doldrums, of which we got quite a a pit of that these days, boy. Uh, yeah, so where you come from, and how did you get the idea there was something else aside from this craziness in one's mind? Well,
1: first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me here, Raghu. I'm I'm a I've become an avid listener of mind rolling and um uh, and also the Ramdas podcast that uh man, the one that I just listened to last week, in addition to that one, which was uh talked about uh the Roe vs. Wade so conversation. Oh,
0: you know, yeah, that, that that it's so
1: how like you find these find these uh ramdas teachings that like relate to years ago that now have to do with now yeah. and how it just works together so magically so i just want to say this is an honor to be here um, i'm really excited mm-hmm. thanks for having me Happy. um i uh, come originally from a town called uh laguna Niguel and that's i literally like i'm podcasting right now from the room that i grew up in no uh so this is literally where i come from um <laughs> and um Thankfully, the home is still here uh, about, you know, so we can talk about that later. But it's been a it's been a trippy thing. Um, I'm from this town, Orange County, Southern California. Um, It's about a couple miles inland of Laguna Beach, where as a child, you know, grew up surfing, had a pretty secular lifestyle living out here. I grew up in a Jewish family. Parents are both Jewish. Uh, went to a re- Reform synagogue, but uh, was never really a. Uh, you know, I wouldn't classify myself as religious in any way, or or from a a family that kind of focuses on spirituality mm-hmm. as a um, as a as a forte. You know, it was kind of something we did. We would do Hanukkah and we would do Passover every year, but it was nothing that was um, uh, nothing that was very deep. It was just felt very surface level. Um, and yeah, but I grew up out here and down the line on my path, I, um, started, I had some spiritual awakening moments that, you know, allowed me to, uh, gave me voice to some of the mystery that we talk about in our lives. And, uh, down the path, I just started, um, creating these songs, uh, writing these songs and, and traveling around and doing my thing. And, um, I, I guess I made a liking out of the, the Jewish community world. Um, I had, uh, worked at a Jewish summer camp one summer up in Santa Rosa, California. And that had this enlightening moment there that kind of sent me on my path that I've been on for the past 20 years. Yeah. And, um, basically what I'm up to these days and what I have been up to is, uh, I'm an artist that, uh, you know, I write music that's based on a few things. My, my spiritual journey, which is life in itself. And in addition, um, it has been in, you know, my connection with Judaism and the texts of the Jewish people, specifically the Torah and the Hasidic text. And I, I take these songs, uh, these tropes that are universal in its nature, and I apply them to songs that, you know, anyone could sing. Uh, and so that's what I'm out here to do. I'm here to connect people to, to God and, uh, my ministry is through music and through dance. Um, and yeah, that's
0: what I'm up to these days. Mm. Uh, at this point in any kind of conversation that I have with with a musician, uh, it serves to actually play a song. And I'm going to have Shiva is going to pick the first song. <laughs> this is like a radio show. It is a radio show. It is a radio show. Yeah. How are we pretending it's not? This is yeah, it is. I don't know. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's uh, a modern so, radio. Yeah. So would you, uh, yeah, what, what song should we play to get people acquainted with Mikey's work? Well, I, I would highly recommend that
2: we hear the song that introduced Mikey to a lot of people uh, because not only the song itself is so affecting and heart opening and, and resonating, He and his collaborative team in in video and the director and and everyone that was enrolled in the mission translated it quite accurately in video. And it took off uh, particularly on Facebook and was seen over a million times via the Facebook Mm. sharing. And it's also available on YouTube, but but it really got traction on Facebook because of how deeply heartfelt and heart-opening it is. So the song called Rise... And I would invite uh, us to listen to it now and, and really learn more about Mikey through this uh,
0: portal of song. Great, great. Here it is, rise.
3: There. Mm. I, I, I didn't get it. Mm. I, I live my own life. We gotta rise up, oh, we gotta stand up tall. do let this world lock you out of your soul. We gotta rise up. the sight a million blessings disguising in daylight the darkness in the world is real have right action stand on your feet no matter what path we choose keep our circle circling the fracture or moon I want people stand up and unite everything is sacred everyone is sacred we gotta rise up oh we gotta stand up tall Don't let this world lock you out of your soul We gotta rise up, oh We gotta stand up tall Don't let this world lock you out When we look inside, and we see this ember We know this light inside is our love When we look inside can we see this ember? We know this light inside is some child. We're imitating stars that move across the shimmer. We know this light inside is our love. When we look inside and polish the mirror, we know this light inside is our love. When we look inside, can we see this ember? We know this light inside is our love. When we look inside Can yeah, we see this ember We know this light inside is some child We're imitating stars That move across the shimmer We know this light inside Is our love When we look inside and polish the mirror We know this light inside yeah. We gotta rise up oh, We gotta stand up tall Don't let this world Lock Out of your soul We gotta rise up We gotta stand up Guys are out here with this? <laughs> I am. Of your heart.
0: Well, I was definitely affected, Mikey, when I first actually saw, right? I, I saw the video. I didn't hear, I think, Shiva, that's what you got me, where you got me going in. And, uh, you know, it was true to every all the values and the legacy of where we come from in India, and which, of course, most people are familiar with Ramdas and and Krishnadas, Uh and uh, you know, just the humanness of being kind to somebody. You really displayed that. I mean, in the most that's the most simple, direct uh, uh, words that I can use. To to uh, call people's attention to it, and uh, and I you know we need a hell of a lot more of this. But how did it come to you?
1: Well, the the song uh, actually came from a coaching session. So Shiva and I have been working together for what has it been now? Like six years or something? Been pretty long. No. Time. Uh, so Shiva and I, when we say work together, it's like I call him, we we have a session, and he. I, you know, I think the first hour I basically complain.
2: <laughs> I take I take the advice that Raghu gave me all those years ago, and I just repeat it to you in my own voice, and that's really what what it goes down. and And songs get written and recorded and expressed. So yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that's essentially what I was what I do. I get on this call with you, and like you know, I talk about my life and and as a human being, you know, woe is me. Um, and uh, you know, it's a way that for me, how I you know, transform and, and, and learn from from just putting everything on the table. And, um, and then you listen, and then it's like Shiva becomes like a conduit. That's my experience. Like Shiva, he, he says things that it could be Shiva. It could also be uh, you know, God speaking through Shiva, right? We're talking about mediumship here. So, um, And he had this thing that came through. He said, you know, we can't let people get locked out of their hearts. We can't let people get locked out of their heart. Like we need to rise up. Shiva said this and I just started writing. This is kind of how like Mm. a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of what I, and no one, people don't really talk about this very much. You know, I do talk about a lot of my songs are based on scripture and Shiva has been a major collaborator in my music, even with this song. And it's been messages that have come through him and it's very special you know, it's a very special thing to work with somebody who you deeply trust. And then when they speak through you, I'm able to take what he what he took and then create a song kind mm-hmm. of based on that, but based on my own personal journey. Um, and for me, you know, I'm no stranger to feelings of of, uh, of grief and, and and suffering. It's not like I had a hard, you know, I was growing up comparatively to other people. But as a human being, I have you know, I, I was diagnosed as a young child with, with, with depression and I had anxiety issues. And I think that, um, you know, I, I speak, to, there's a lot of musicians out there where, you know, we, we talk about that music is it's like a lot of us dealt with these emotions and we still continue to do so. Um, so it doesn't make me different than than other than other individuals. But I know that if it wasn't for the struggle, if it wasn't for the anxiety I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so music has been a language um, to help uh, create meaning and to for myself and I know others as well. And that's what this song is talking about. It's talking about rising up, speaking of the vulnerability, because when we do these things, uh, we're able to um, de-armor and de-escalate. When I put on the table that I'm struggling and I'm in a dark place, right? In the video, I'm in a dark place and... I'm afraid you're going to judge me if you know how I feel. When another person sees that sign on the street, Mm. I guarantee you, Raghu, I guarantee you, Shiva, right? Everyone listening, that you probably felt that way, but you felt too afraid to share that vulnerability. But when you read someone else, you don't feel so alone anymore. You don't feel this isolation that I'm, I'm guessing most of us feel. And when we're able to speak clearly in a safe way, in a safe container with individuals or just on the street and hold up a sign, that that creates a lot of freedom of expression. And it goes to show in a radical way that we're all mirrors. We're all souls on this journey who experience pain. We can experience suffering and the joy and all the other emotions. But if we don't speak about these things, you know, then... You know, we're we're gonna. It's it's just gonna build up in us, and, and that's where resentment, that's where anger, that's where I actually believe disease comes from when we're yeah. not uh, openly expressing these these uh, these emotions that are here to obviously, I think, teach us and guide us towards our highest alignment.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Shiva. What, you know, uh, we're talking about as you started talking a little bit about the actual video, Mikey. It reminded me of watching it, and but but Shiva, could you just describe a little bit about what went on in the video that uh, Mikey's talking about?
2: Yeah. Again, it, it's rare that I see a video of, of any music that is such a accurate translation of what the song actually represents. And and this video to me is a extraordinary example of, of where the note gets hit, the emotional chord, you know, and, and it's, it, it's very, very moving just to, Talk about it right now and reflect on it. Uh, so the video, uh, Mikey the artist, uh, he really cracks his heart open on the track. And and as I don't know if it was Ernest Hemingway or you know a bunch of writers talk about you know the best writing is you crack your heart open, bleed all over the page. And and he did this in the song and with his voice and with the lyrics. And so the video is him going down down to the streets of Oakland, I believe, in the early morning hours and he's clearly scared and it turns out he reveals when he shared the the video on Facebook like that he almost Mikey in real life almost didn't even show up to his own video shoot he was mm-hmm. this close to backing out that's how terrified he was to go through with this and what the concept is it uh, turns out there's a Mikey could perhaps talk more about it in a moment it's thing called a vulnerable rally where a group of courageous what I've described as yogis, okay, really just bringing their courage onto the streets uh, and and writing down on um, cardboard signs of revealing some of the things that yeah you know, Ramdas would talk about this a lot. I heard him and you know, you know the things that if you knew this about me, I believe you wouldn't love me anymore. So I'm terrified. You can know anything else about me but this. And so it's a group getting together and sharing and expressing some of these uh, deepest fears and courageously breaking through together. And then creating that force field of courage and love and strength and compassion for our human predicament. Mm, And there's a healing that happens. And so the video is a documentary about that put to... Mikey's song "Rise," which is yeah. about that, so that's the context.
0: Yeah. You'll get it right away, everybody. You, we'll we'll have a link up in the show notes so you can immediately uh, watch that because it is really uh, special, and it's what turned me on that that video, not just the song, but just. Can I ask the- you a
1: question, Raghu? Yeah, I mean, maybe this is edgy for you in this moment, but I like mm-hmm. edges. <laughs> um, if you were to hold a sign up right now. Maybe, maybe if you want, you know, if there was, if you could hold up a sign right now and share something that maybe you don't share with your listeners today and expressing vulnerability, is there anything that like you may, may might want to share in this moment that uh, would, would, you know, could, could yeah, come to bridge with some of your listeners they that they, uh, they might not have that experience with you in other circumstances, but it might be something that could be helpful right now.
0: Okay. What, has come to me has is almost a non sequitur. It doesn't really respond to you to what sign I would hold up in the context of, of the song Rise. But I'm gonna tell it to you anyhow because what can I do? I my sign, which would be um sort of not quite how I would speak to it, and I'm not sure how I would speak to it, but I'm going to use somebody else, how they spoke to what this is, which is this, this uh, deep, deep uh, sadness over what happened yesterday with this school massacre. And I didn't know about it, and I watched the Warriors, Golden State Warriors, it's a Love basketball and I was, I love them and I love them for their values, as most especially the coach, Steve Kerr, but players as well. He speaks out all the time. And then after the game, I just, you know, there was a, a press, con- I thought, oh, that's the press conference for the post game thing, which they lost. But no, it was him getting on before. You must see this, I mean, you can, on YouTube. Steve Kerr, talk. I mean it's all over the news and basically railing out at the Senate for not passing a simple law that would uh, check people uh, before they were able to purchase uh, automatic uh, rifles, guns, whatever. I don't know the details of what the thing is, but he was banging on the table. How do we let this go on? How do we? And I felt that same uh, pain. I mean, he really expressed it. So, yeah, that's the thing that came to me in, in the moment, you know. And that and that harks to, of course, Ramdas and the way that he uh, took social action, the way that he first took inner social action, so that he could straighten himself out before he could even uh, make any kind of public gesture. Because if it had anger in it, it just, he knew it would not have any uh, beneficial results whatsoever. Now, Steve Kerr, he did have anger. It was a righteous anger. It wasn't a hateful anger. So anger's okay. It's what perspective you're coming from, you know. Is there a meanness? Is there something you're dumping all the other bullshit in your life about this particular thing and it becomes toxic? Or is it Just you know, a natural outrage for something like this, which is so beyond any any belief. Anyhow, so that's a real left hand diversion. It's so it's
2: so interesting that we're taping this episode today, a day after, a day after this horrific tragedy in Texas, and the day after, to me, it's almost more affecting than the day of. I, I think you know many of us definitely myself less numb today and can more receive the news and seeing pictures of the children and the courage of you know and a teacher and, and uh who were who lost their lives yesterday and and the first responders and about them and just mm-hmm. about the situation and then rewatching Steve Kerr's extraordinary example of courage and leadership and it's so inspiring and i have a lump in my throat right now just picturing it and hearing his voice and it really is about uh how this song got that got written which was out of a conversation i had about with mikey about there are things in the world that are so horrific and so heartbreaking that if you let them they will lock you out of your heart and and our job as as artists as leaders and uh, working with higher consciousness and promoting higher consciousness, our job is not to let these, these these moments, these situations, these tragedies, this pain lock us out of our own heart to the point where we're immobilized. And so what I witnessed is Steve Kerr, you know, he's got to give a press conference as part of his job. They got to play a basketball game, an important one at that, as part of his job. And 400 miles away, you know 18 children and you know a teacher or more I mean who knows what the actual body count is now at this point yeah okay two teachers and 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 children in addition are you know slaughtered and he's like you 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 want to talk to me about basketball
0: yeah
2: no you know so that's it was um it was just uh I, I felt like it elevated everybody's heart and courage and 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 interestingly enough that speaks to the soul of what this song is and so I think it's really mm. we can't overlook that we're talking about this today fresh in the right. moment of this yeah. Yeah.
1: and Raghu and, and Shiva I just I really appreciate you brought that moment up um, I mean I watched, I watched his speech yesterday and I thought it was riveting because you don't see coaches have these kinds of conversations and the way that he actually ended the press conference he like got up and just like left he was just we gotta do something um, and I agree. I think that you know I appreciate you bringing this up. I, it's not just gun reform. We're talking about a, like a, a horrible health crisis in yeah. the United States yeah. based on this isolation from the from you know we're still dealing with the pandemic. It's been over a couple of years. And in addition, what's happening we, without gun reform? We have these senators that aren't doing anything, right? So there is this anger. But I feel like from the anger, we can make a difference. And I'm really hoping that we can actually. Make a difference. And
2: here's, what, here's what he said. Just I, I knew there was a point about exactly what he said that I, I have to include here. He, said, he pleaded, he, he implored everyone listening, don't be numb to this. Don't look away from this. Don't check out from this. Deal with this. Feel this suffering and do something about it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move another sideways, <laughs> um, and that's around, I, I, have, I, I think, you know, you're, you talked about your Jewish an, uh, interest, interest, that's not the right word. You have gravitated towards uh, the mystical part of Judaism in my take of, of what you've been doing uh, in a very, very definitively focused way it's not something i mean i come from a jewish background as well but that has never happened although you know i've appreciated the the uh, some of the mystical aspects of of judaism and you know gone through it a little bit and then but you're also uh, interested in in hinduism and particularly maybe even hanuman is that
1: right uh yeah, definitely been picking that up a bit. <laughs> I mean, I was even thinking about that recently. Like, what am I becoming?
0: Yeah. Well, but, that's what I thought. Then add on a little of Rastafari, and you got three. Those three. That's kind of a. You know, is there a mixture of you that way? Certainly, well, in influences.
1: I mean, in in ways, yes. I mean, you know, I am an avid. I'm a. I'm a deep. A, uh, student of bob marley um and specifically you know i've studied elements of rastafari um but i'm not i wouldn't say that i claim to be one i mean look if i were to smoke a joint and take one hit i would be completely high for like a day so i don't yeah. i get a hang with 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 that but um i'm just a sensitive guy what can i say uh, but you know the you know, when I, I sing a lot about Jah, you, you hear it in my, in my lyrics, you know.
0: Yeah, that's why I said this. This is,
1: right. you know, well, the real. word Jah comes from the word of like in Hebrew, right? So if you don't know the language, hallelu means blessed be, blessed is. And the word hallelujah, Jah, it's one of the names of God. You know, there's like hundreds and hundreds of names of God. But, you know, I, I relate to the essence um, in that way. And that's the relationship and the name that, 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 you know, is uh, the connection that I've had the deepest connection with. And, you know, I do listen to reggae music. And so I, you know, it's interesting. A lot of my listeners who are Jewish, sometimes I think they hear jaw and they're like, you know, they're so, so shocked when in fact, you know, there's many names of creator and the many manifestations of creator, even though there's one, which is, which we believe in, but there are many manifestations And so, you know, I have my, like, wrestlings and my quarrels, you know, qualms, excuse me, with, with I guess, Jewish theology in a bit. But I also, as of late in the past couple of years of working with Shiva and playing these yoga festivals and getting to know Jai personally and getting to know Krishna Das personally. And I, and and playing, like, the Festival of Colors, you know, which is holy, the holiday, and spending time with all these Krishna devotees all the time, like, and spending time with Gauravani and Vish, and Vish in Florida. You know, like, I've learned about the practices of people who are, you know, followers of Krishna and people who are followers of Hanuman. And um I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily yet think that these um manifestations are separate than God. To me, it's like it's different names of creator, even though I have people that, believe it in certain ways um i have personally started noticing from my own spiritual journey my life is that i would for instance i want to tour shantala you love shantala right benji mm-hmm. i met benji at bhakti fest okay i met him because the kirtan rabbi invited me to come and sing the at the kirtan fest.
0: rabbi right yeah
1: yeah. And Johan, a homie mm-hmm. of mine, you know, and he's like, Mikey, I want you to come. I led Shabbat at Bhakti Fest. I led a song there. Benji was playing Esraj. I didn't even know what an Esraj was. I was like, What? what is he doing with this violin? It's like upside down. And um, we connected and it was awesome. And then I got invited to the Chant for Change, the Lincoln Memorial with Goravani to represent the Jewish faith with, with the Kirtan Rabbi, with Sweet Honey in the Rock, with Fani Fiala. Um, and I showed up and I did that and Benji got to know each other. We got to play some more music. And then eventually Benji was like, let's, you know, my par- he said, my parents are Holocaust survivors. I would love to, um, I would, I would love to find a way that we can collaborate. Um, what, what can we do? So I led Shabbat on a Friday night at Bhakti Fest again. Benji came, he played tablas with us and his Wife Heather sat right in the front. And halfway through Davening, which is prayer, we're, we're doing we're leading Kabbalah Shabbat. We're welcoming in the Sabbath bride. It's this moment where you know the Sabbath bride comes to join us every Friday night, which resembles like the deep waters, it resembles the, the expansiveness of this 24-hour period called Shabbat. Heather's in the front, this his wife is weeping. She's just having this experience. And uh, you know, after services, Bhakti Feshi comes up and she says, you know, Mikey, like, I've never felt this before and we want to connect and so we stayed connected. So then a couple years later, we go on the road together. We call this tour the Shalom tour. Um, You know, it's, I think it's called the Shalom tour. Yeah, it was basically like, maybe I got the, the tour name wrong. But I have to look it up. Regardless, we went on tour.
2: Shalom. Emphasis on om. Shalom.
1: That's right. Shalom, right? That's what it was. So we went on tour together and we went, we started in the Bay Area. We went all the way down to like, you know, Flagstaff, Sedona. We did the whole southern part of the southwest. And then the next year we went up from the Bay Area to, you know, all the way up to the the islands in Seattle. Played We I played like a Buddhist I played a Buddhist ashram in Eugene. And then in Portland, we played a Hindu temple, an ashram. And what we did on this tour was we blended their music, which they're Shivites, but they're also devotees of Maharaji. And then we sang my music and we chanted in Hebrew. And it was this like conversation about mm.
0: the, That's
1: cool the you know, similarities here. And so why am I bringing this up? Well, every time I went on the road and stayed at different people's houses, I would see A picture of, by the way, I got the sticker at the, Uh the the be here now, uh, anniversary that you invited me to. I'd see pictures, excuse me. I'd see pictures of Maharaji. I would see him everywhere and I would see him on usually on top of a ayahuasca Icaros pattern. (laughs) So I would see him and you know, Shiva over the years has been sending me pictures of Maharaji and I would, you know, to be honest, I'd be like, what is he like, what am I doing? What are these pictures of this guy? <laughs> you know, but over time it's like things started happening. And um, you know, now years later, I've had I-, I had an experience with Maharaji. You know, I I, I got in a car accident a couple of years ago. Oh wow. It was in a head-on car accident. Got hit by a drunk driver, crossed over, wild thing that happened. And I was actually listening to the new music that I'm releasing in a month. I'm releasing this new song. I was on the phone with my producer. I got hit by a drunk driver without a license. If I would have went to the right hand side, I would have went down a goalie. But instead I remember I just took a big breath. I took a big breath out of it. and then I got hit, crossed over. So- saw some crazy trippy stuff, woke up to a car that was completely like a pancake. And I broke my pelvis and I broke my right wrist. This was in 2020 on the day before Yom Kippur. I had to lead the next day. I got home from the hospital and I had to lead Yom Kippur. I didn't know my hand was broken because they discharged me early. I led the entire ceremony on zoom with a broken hand, you know, but before that happened, when I got home from the, from the, From the temple, I got in my bed, I remember lying there and I had this vision and I opened my eyes and out comes one of my rabbis that I never got to meet, Rabbi Zalman Schechter. Out comes Rabbi Zalman Schechter and he comes into the room and he puts his hands on me. I see this and then two minutes later, a man enters my room who's wearing a blanket, (laughs) a big man, an older man. And he comes into my room and he puts his hands on me and I just start weeping. So this technically didn't, I mean, okay. First of all, no one broke into my apartment. This, this came to me in a vision or maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All I know is it was a profound experience. So why has did Rabbi Zalman Schechter come to me? And then why did Maharaji come to me? I don't know. But what happened was I called Jayutal and I said, this is, and he's like, Mikey, you've been given, this is, you're connected. He doesn't just come to anybody. Like, this is a deep thing, you know? And so then I began listening to your your podcast every week. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what is this about? Well, I went to yeshiva and I was a Hasidic Jewish person, but now, and I still am like religious, but not, I'm like a neo-Hasidic person. However, I do, I'm like, every day, it's like, now I have this other, on my altar, I have my my pictures of Kabbalah, I have my Sophia Road, I have my Jewish amulets, but next to that, right here, now has a place for Maharaji. So I'm trying to figure it out. I, to be honest, don't really know the answer, um, but it made sense when I visited Rambals' house a year later, mm. why this all happened.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Big time sense. That's what happened to all of us. It that that was the you conduit. Know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. What a story, Mike. That's something else. Wow. I think it's time. Oh, first of all, it's time to say. By the way, this is uh, we are having our wonderful uh, release of the Soul Land Records Volume Two compilation, and uh, but. Mikey, you're going to be on the next one, right? I got that right. Yeah. I made but it. Th- this one has Jai Utah, has actually a song from Ramdas. has has uh, Rising Appalachia, John Forte, uh, DJ Drez, and his partner. Who's his partner, Shiva? Marty Nico. Oh, Marty Nico and DJ Drez. Thank God for you, Shiva. That's all I got to say. Oh boy! Well, Shiva. Okay, so now yeah, that'll be out June thirteenth or something.
2: Amazing! Right. That's a, that's a stellar lineup, and of course, Dres and Marty, just beautiful couple, yeah. and you know, just to turn a lot of people onto Bhakti That you know, coming in from the 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 dance, you know, sacred dance community, and but but to have it with you know, Jai and John Forte and Rising Appalachia, just that that what a what a compilation.
0: Sorry there. I muted myself cuz the old garbage truck just went by again. <laughs> oh, uh, the bane of my podcast life. Uh, Shiva, what about another song? I think we uh and you know, something more diverse and that represents. Yeah, yes. we're yeah, we're picking the hits here, Mikey. And <laughs> you have to just sit there and take it. <laughs> well, I I'm definitely before we wrap curious about hearing
2: uh A little bit about Mikey's uh, upcoming song that's going to be released very soon that uh, this audience especially will will deeply gravitate toward that but before we hear about that we're going to play a song that is actually starting to really catch on now and it was written in the heart of the pandemic and it's a powerful story how that song came about but it's a song that's providing a lot of Relief, comfort, helping people get in touch with their own courage and inner resource. And it's it's, uh, deeply moving for me when I hear week after week people discovering this song now. And it's called We Are Safe. And let's hear it Mm. right now.
0: Oh, wonderful. We Are Safe. You know, and that is uh, just the title of the song is enough, really. Uh, that is something that is a uh, well. I am sure this motivated you, Mikey, to write this, but uh, that is very, very, very difficult these days for people who absolutely having a hard time to feel safe, and it's ending up in every different aspect of of our society, particularly around younger folks uh and if you look around you know, between the environment and the polarization in the country and and of course the war and the pandemic i mean there's just this is extremely um, un- uh, a set of unbalanced circumstances that you really need uh to feel safe through so you know kudos on that yeah what was the song though? The other, the new song. What? Tell us about that. Shiva was mentioning. Uh,
1: the new song, "Great Spirit." Great Spirit, yes.
2: Uh, Great coming Spirit. soon, very very soon.
1: Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> coming out next month. So, uh, going to be announcing the, all the t- details on that. But yeah, um, "Great Spirit" is uh, a song I wrote around the same time when you know the world was collapsing and it's the first time in i don't know many many years where every as you know the music industry shut down in 2020 had to you know the, the forest fires and that just basically felt like we were under this pressure cooker and um i wrote this song it came through talking about the idea that um musicians like myself, I'd go on the road for months at a time and I had the time to reflect about that, you know, months at a time and you're staying in these hotel rooms and, you know, we play, we play these like big shows. We get back to the hotel room. It's so hard sometimes to ground down. And, you know, we, we, uh we, we might, you know, might have a drink or might, might smoke or we might do whatever or other people like, for myself, I've never gotten to to hard drugs, um, anything like that. Um, like thankfully have not never gotten a heroin or, or doing cocaine or anything like that. You know, I, um, but you know, I know that, that these things can help. They say this to these musicians it helps bring them down there from their high. Right. So for me, you know, I was, you know, drinking every once in a while or I was, you know, staying up too late or, uh, there, there were other things that were going on, but I, um, I wrote this song to, to, you know, ask great spirit to open up my heart that I could uh, feel her and open up my heart that I can feel her all the time. Um, and it's a mantra that really just talks about that relationship. That's really based on reciprocity in itself, you know, not just asking for help, but then how are we also, um, how are we also tending to that relationship over time? where we can continue to give back. And I think part of the giving back is giving our gifts and being vulnerable and being authentic and continuing to water the uh the earth, both physically, the worth the earth plane, um, but also um pleasing creator. And I know that in the Hindu faith, people do that, making offerings. Um we do that too, Jews. We make offerings to the sacred fire. We make offerings of cedar and sage. And in um, tobacco, like other indigenous cultures, there are ways to feed spirit. But in a way, if without offering in that way, we can also give back by being authentic and asking for help. And that's really what the song is. Mm. The song, Asking for Help.
2: Beautiful. You know, Raghu, I, you? I when I first heard the song, it reminded me of Mikey moving into a deeper layer of his um, practice and and his artistry and what he's interested in the story he's interested in, in telling to his audience and connecting with his audience on those conversations. And it was like uh, when Christianos went into the album door of faith, it reminded me of that level of evolution where we finally got to peer into the actual spiritual practice in real time, of this of of this artist you know and and that's like door of faith for anyone who uh hasn't heard that album by krishnas it's extraordinary
0: revealing and yeah and completely different it is not call and response it is prayers and it was done with rick rubin one of the great producers uh, of our time and uh, we will get a link for that one too we should get a link to totally. Like, how about Bob Marley? The f- first Bob Marley record or something. I mean, what or that, forever love? That was Lover. a game changer oh, off of uh, Uprising. You know, yeah, yeah. the first one right. in the last anything.
2: <laughs> but yeah. uh, but but this, uh, I just felt that everyone uh, knows what it's like to be in a, a moment of, of spiritual crisis or a crisis of faith, and when when all your you feel so alone, and and the only thing that could be in that moment is you and your spiritual connection, whatever that is. And, and it's a song that really speaks to that. And to me is, is another example of reaffirming faith. And it's a, an anthem that, you know, inspires that. So that's, yeah. um, I thought it was great to
0: um, bring up here today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that safe place, and we should mention this as well, because it's really what we're about uh, Love Server Member Foundation and Ramdas.org and the Be Here Now Network. It's about getting with each other one way or the other. That is a space that we can feel safe in because we can see that we all have the very similar issues and we develop trust with people who are like us on a path of, of finding out who we truly are and not being caught in who we think we are. And that is a very powerful experience, in terms, especially in terms of feeling safe, I would say. So, yeah, right on. Um, who are the other musical uh, influencers for you, Mikey?
1: Well, I did mention Bob Marley, so I want to say that again.
0: Yeah, say it again and again and again. The of- weird thing with Bob Marley and all the people that were... Play, I mean, this is a terrible thing to say. I'm so sorry. But when I first started listening to Bob, I didn't know nothing about, really about reg. I mean, I knew about it. I heard some stuff, you know. I mean, Jimmy Cliff I loved as well, by the way. Uh, but then I started listening to, there was a lot g- came after Bob. And then, like there's Bob and then there's, I'm aside from Jimmy Cliff, and then there's everybody else it's the it's a very far out thing you know i mean of course there's hendrix and there's everybody else in terms of that so there is a a there there is a few people that are like that but uh yeah aside from bob
1: so aside from bob and there's another bob bob dylan Um, uh that bob good bob for me uh Influence. two bobs <laughs> um, so I got the bobs but then also you know growing up I, I grew up in a family my father is a, a big fan of uh, and my mother of Fleetwood Mac
3: mm.
1: um, so actually my first concert I ever went to was seeing them at the I think the reunion tour with uh, when they did Tusk with USC mm. um, you know my father also played the Grateful Dead as a kid and I also saw them I saw the dead much later they weren't a musical influence by the way I, I actually left the concert I was so bored <laughs> Um, but <laughs> years later, years later, now I actually really enjoy the Dead. So, um,
2: yeah. I, and by I, the way, just a perfect moment to just for if there's one soul listening to this podcast episode who has not heard Raghu Marcus interview Oteil Burbridge of Dead and Company, the current iteration of the Grateful Dead, please mm-hmm. go back and it's a recent episode. Find it, hear it. If yeah, somebody who loves that music, I could tell you it's a. And not to be missed episode. so thank you ragu for that service connecting you know uh ramdas and and jerry garcia and and through the great Oteil burbridge
0: and and the work he's Yeah doing. that had that great thing i, I read ramdas's eulogy eulogy to jerry yeah that was phenomenal but you know Oteil is a phenomenal human so that that is always such a delight uh, totally. Okay, we got, totally. yep, we got the totally. two Bobs, so I'm, I keep going back. Yeah, let's, let's, We're let's, going to yeah. keep on the that level.
1: Well, there, there, so there's a whole thing, right? When you grow up with a, a father who's like really into gr- – my father had a great taste, it, and my mother, a uh, the music. Then my youth hit, and I grew up in Southern Orange County here, and the funny thing was we had a huge hardcore scene. Oh, really? A uh, Christian hardcore scene, actually, and <laughs> we would gather at churches – and there were some of my favorite bands, like when I was a kid called this band called Underoath. They are like a Christian rock band that was screaming about God. They they weren't singing; they were screaming. And there was like four hundred kids moshing in a mosh pit in a sweaty ass church in Southern Orange County. And I was like rocking out going to these hardcore shows, and they would stop and they'd be like, "I want to, I want to, let's got to pray. For, we got want to invoke Jesus." And as a Jewish kid, I'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" You know, and I, I. It, I I don't know, but I love Christian rock music growing up. I was a huge <laughs> fan weird. of U2. I mean, they're not technically a Christian rock band, but you know who? I, you 2 U2 was originally when they started, they were that's what they did. But I, I was always attracted to faith-based music. Um and then hip hop came in when college years. When I was at San Francisco State, I got into hieroglyphics, I got into like mm. living legends, and I started listening to like old Biggie and listening to Tupac. And and now, like even now, listening to There's incredible hip-hop out there, and I would say that I'm still finding music that's deeply inspiring me. And one of those records, I'd say right now, that came out this week is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. This new album that Kendrick Lamar just dropped is one of the most profound albums I've ever heard in my life.
0: Really? he's, He's profound, Kendrick Lamar, for sure.
1: I don't know if you would agree with that, Shiva, but man... There's oh, def, story.
0: oh, definitely, and and Rolling Stone is
2: already not shockingly, but they've identified the song that our colleague, the great Daniel Conscious Krieger, a, a Bhakti yogi, tried and true, was part of that production team, and the song he worked on. Uh, Rolling Stone predicts it's the song of the year, and they'll be up on the Grammys next year. But but Kendrick Lamar is, uh, you know, he was given the Pulitzer Prize, and he really deserves
0: it. So at mm-hmm. that level. So, yeah. Wow. That's a great tip. Let's put that in the show notes too. You definitely. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been, uh, doing some, because we have the soul land compilation coming out because we just did the music, soul land music series, which Mikey was a part of. Uh, I've been in working and chatting with musicians, the last little bit which is always so much uh, fun i I just did something with jai utah and we hadn't talked about this stuff in a couple of years and it was really really uh so it's been really fun for me to do that it's you know that's why i also wanted shiva to be here because you know i've been taking a trip back to memory lane in terms of the music business and so on and uh, the great things that came out of our work, Shiva, over all those years. So this is, uh, this is a delight, Mikey, a delight. I thank you for being here. And uh, again, everybody out there, we're going to have all of the links that you would need. Um, and probably, can we get a link to the new song for when it's coming out? You know, you get notified or something.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna send you a pre-save link, and so you'll be okay. Perfect. Sure. Thank you so much.
2: And, and That song's called "Great Spirit." That's the new song that's coming out. Great. You know, should
1: just hired to be my manager now. You know,
2: one, you know maybe, <laughs> maybe we can. He's like, he's
1: like a publicist. He's my coach. He's like, he, you know, yeah. I gotta honestly, Shiva, Thanks for being part All of this.
0: In one, yeah, I mean,
1: that's be, great. You could be my, you know, I feel like you could be my my speaker for me too. I mean, I might just hire you. You and Raghu to kind of like. <laughs> the eloquent speakers, as I stumbled over my words. So,
0: <laughs> no, you're so pretty good. pretty eloquent, and uh, and I like the I like the uh, mashup that you are. You know, it's it's really kind of cool, and the different influences that happen through your music and and you as a human and sharing what you're sharing is uh, is important, mm-hmm. and it's you know in these kinds of uh, this. Conscious music, but it's still, it's got a hook so you can be pulled inside it. That to me is always, you know, I'm not a fan of conscious music that is preachy or any of that stuff. And in, in this case, there's, you know, you got to have that entertainment value of being pulled. It's Krishna Das is the same thing. He's got, you know, Western chord changes and, you know, cool melodies uh, that bring people in and you the medicine goes down. A lot easier, as he says, you know. And then there's Jai, who's, uh, when I talk to him, I mean, his his musical guru, Ali Akbar Khan, uh, who played this uh, sarod, uh, ind- Indian uh, stringed instruments, was used to be known as the emperor of melody. And Jai got that. He absolutely got that. So all of this is just, uh, oh, music is the most... Um, efficacious way to absorb yourself into the depths of the truth as far as I'm concerned. So I'm really down. Thanks, Mikey.
1: Thank you so much, Raghu. It's an honor to be here and uh, look forward to, to seeing you again.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Shiva. It's a great joy and an honor. Thank
2: you, Raghu. And of course, thank you, Mikey, for your service to the planet at this yeah. time. So yeah. much love. What a,
3: what a gift.
0: This for sure. For sure, for sure. This is uh, Mind Rolling on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com. And we have a plethora, I like to say, of incredible podcasters. More to come. uh, And we'll see you next week.